guess what? Wherever you're at right now, somebody will benefit from hearing where you're at right now uh-huh. and, and, yeah. and, and see themselves in it and mm. see themselves and go, oh my gosh, I'm in the same place. Hello, you're listening to the Parenting Alchemy podcast, where we help parents just like you to raise good human beings in confidence and ease using connection-based parenting and self-healing techniques. So our topic is how to use the language of others who have not gone through the healing process and how do we use language that relates to them where they're at versus using the language of already gone through the healing process, which changes how you speak completely and uh, using language that seems foreign to them. It makes perfect sense to you and to me and to other people that have gone through a healing process. But if you have not gone through that healing process, it sounds woo-woo and gibberish and not relatable. Mm -hmm. So how do we use the language that they understand? Yeah, and I love how you mentioned at the end of it, relatable, because that's such a big, big term on there is relatable. And for me personally, what I found to be the easiest way to connect to them is through storytelling, storytelling um, of my own life and um, tell it in a way that is is soft enough for them to understand, not Mm. too strong and not too commanding. I found that out the hard way with my wife really trying to say, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing because I, I went through it and she wasn't she wasn't connecting. But once I was able to share my story with her, hey, I experienced this and I went through that with all the self-awareness ideas. And she would be able to connect with that and be like, okay, you know, I, through your storytelling, the memories that came up to me, you know, in my mind was very relatable in that situation. So Mm. we're able to establish that connection. And that's what I found. And and actually the funny thing is before I actually connected with Giselle, um, you know, early this year, I actually took a storytelling workshop. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A storytelling workshop uh, hosted by Richard Stone and the TurkNet leadership. So if you guys Mm. want to look it up, look it up. But through that workshop, he actually allowed me to question myself and my story and the importance of storytelling. And actually that storytelling is in every conversation that we ever have. Mm. And again, it's just, he brought it up too, that the memories get sparked up when they, when we listen to an actual story and you can really visualize the smell, all the senses, the tastes, you know, and, and, and feel that for yourself. And then that's when the connection starts. So, yeah, just questioning my whole life, because even just looking in the past can be pretty, uh, pretty, um, you know, hard to do in the moment. Um, But, you know, him just walking us through is like, what did you experience as a child? Like, who were your angels? Who were your heroes? Any Mm -hmm. dragons for you to slay? Um, And I saw the heroes for myself. And, you know, I started questioning that and making that my own story. And once those puzzle pieces started coming together, I could actually live my story and tell my story and be with my story 
so that way other people can be with their stories as well. And I'm able to empathize and, and sit with them in their own story as I, as I tell mine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, after that last podcast we did where we talked about language and when we talked about story, you mentioned speaking in yeah. stories. Uh, to me, it became clear the the reality that I haven't shared a lot of my story, mm. you know, that I do talk in almost third party right. way and, yeah. and speak and try to connect in a third party to mm. them versus me to them. And so I took that challenge on, which was for me personally, being actually a really private person, even mm-hmm. though, you know, you could, you see my website and I'm on Instagram. Yeah. I choose what I get to share. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't, I've always chosen what I get to share and it's always been curated and I've kept a very private version of that to myself. Mm-hmm. And after I podcast, I'm like, Ugh, the connection is in the story, which you've said more than once, but it took yes. me a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like the connection is in the story. <laughs> you know, they have never heard my story. And mm. so I decided to share a, a small bit of it, but yeah. a significant bit of mm. it. You mm. know, but yes. it, it wasn't my life story. It was just a, a significant part of it. Mm. And I did it on Instagram and I did it broken down into days. So I just gave mm. little bits each day as it progressed. I, I think I took about five or six days. And through that, there was a lot of, and I wonder if in your class, they talked about that because there was a lot of vulnerability in mm. sharing of a story, which is always a work in progress for me to show vulnerability and, uh, and fear of rejection. Fear of, but if they know this, Mm. you know, will they still see me the same? Um, Which I think is important for people to know that even even after you've gone through a healing process, you're still going to have those kind of things come up. It's it's not like it it goes completely away. Sometimes it's going to come up. Mm. And I went, I went, I I would post it or I would write it the night before. I didn't sleep well that night. Every single night that I was posting the story, I was sleeping disturbed because it was so much. It was so much vulnerability. Right. And then I would post it the next morning because I'm like, I got to just do it. Right. Like, if I can't speak to my story, then what am I doing? Mm. And I got so many comments and DMs of mm. people relating. Right. I had no idea. You know, just wow. different versions of their past was right. relating to my past and the, and it wasn't about the details. Right. It wasn't about, Oh, my childhood was a, B and C. It was about just the experience was mm. relatable. And goosebumps from that. Yeah. So feel it. And I think you're right. And I'm curious. Uh, well, I know you're right. That, <laughs> that it is in the stories yeah. and, and the way to talk and, 
I'm curious when you took that class and mm-hmm. it spoke of his stories, did it talk about the vulnerability part of that? Mm, no, actually, no, because I took the class uh, December you know, of last year. And actually, when I looked back at my journal, I started uh, asking myself these questions September, or yeah, like 2019. It's um, when I started writing like some, some actual intentions. And uh, that's when I started, you know, really becoming vulnerable with myself. So it's really the addition of the healing to include the storytelling that helped me round it off altogether. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes, uh, it came to the willingness um, for me to heal first, and then the storytelling to be like, hey, you know, I've healed a little bit, so I can actually see, you know, from different angles even more openly. Um, versus, uh, say, if I just started the the healing journey and storytelling became part of my life, you know, it may have gone differently. I may have been more close to it, or the idea of storytelling to relate to someone wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the natural process of me healing uh, and storytelling was just kind of halfway there through it. Mm, so it was a part of your healing. Yes, definitely a part of it because he, he, uh, yeah. Like one thing he kind of mentioned was like, who were your heroes back, you know, when you were a child and, you know, I started listening off, like actually it was all of like my uncles mm. you know, being a part of the, um, cause being a part of a small Island, like going to the farm, I had, you know, certain uncles, you know, come with us on the weekend to supervise us, you know, and they have their own personalities, you know, back home mm. is, uh, it's, it's very family oriented, uh, it requires a lot of laughter, a lot of humor. Um, and some uncles, like I went to their homes and, you know, I could, ha- there was a certain smell that came with it. You know, the, there was a certain smell and scent that was, that made me feel at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the personality that came with the home being my uncle um, was very welcoming. So that really rounded off for me as a child that I felt safe here, you know, and, you know, just a certain personalities of humor, of grace, of, of, of uh, togetherness, um, I didn't realize came with me as I started mm. growing older, you know, into my teens, into, you know, when I joined the Air Force. You know, everyone that I met, they they really enjoyed, you know, my personality. They enjoyed, you know, my because I was very disciplined as well. I was a very hard worker being growing up on a farm. So those qualities that I, I didn't know I really had, I was just really blinded by it. Um, people saw it in me as well. You know, I was really blinded to that truth. And uh, that's kind of how you mentioned, like with your storytelling, how you were blinded to the idea that, hey, maybe these guys could feel the same way that I do, not necessarily mm-hmm. in the details, but more in the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got the goosebumps. It's like, man, I, I, I can feel where you're coming from in your post. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all it is. You know, and it's interesting, too, because my mom was here And we got to talk a lot about Mm. her past. And she told it to me in the form of, of course, stories, Mm. you know, just stories about her childhood, stories about what she experienced as as a young adult, the stories about what she experienced when she had me and when she had her kids and and the messages that I got from it through her story was also what what was her generational trauma, but mm. I saw it through her stories. And I had, mm. she had told me little bits before, but I think this time, I don't know if it's because she is older and she knows that she's older and, you know, her time in the world is, is shorter now. And sure. so she was sharing 
a lot more. I mean, she was telling me, I learned things about my great grandfather, you know, Mm. and it was all in form of storytelling. And I even recorded her because I I said, I want, I want, I want to hear, I want this memory of you speaking Mm. and telling me about your, your grandfather, you know, Mm. and how he, he was, you know, Taino and the things that he, that he told you and she was just storytelling. Mm. And it, it reminded me about how, you know, a sense ancestrally, I think that's a word. Um, yeah, yeah. We we have learned about our ancestors through stories, right? You know, and so it really just all <laughs> that last episode did it for me because <laughs> it really started to make sense of like, okay, yeah. then why have for me in particular, why have I separated storytelling from the work that I do? Because as you said earlier, storytelling is how we have always communicated. Right. You know, we learn through stories. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's just in part of the culture these days, right? Because you explained it really perfectly. It's like, you know, our parents growing up, you know, just a lot of what they, how they communicated was through stories. And I think it's just the, the lack of awareness on our end as we venture off into the social media world where everything's so uh, speedy um, and there's no real time for us to sit down and have the physical presence of someone in front of us or even the voice. Cause I, I enjoy uh, listening to audiobooks. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. listening to books and uh, slowing it down even more. So that way I could feel the words and hear the, you know, the reflection I can heal. I can hear so many things and it's not even sometimes in the words anymore. It's what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. it's really not behind the words because words are just but words you know it's more of how like if i can hear something and the experience that comes up to me may be traumatic or may be good you know i can take those things and internalize it again and again and seeing is this actually part of my story and if it is part of my story maybe it's something that i want to change my mind about mm-hmm. and the funny thing is it's like let's say i do change my mind and i meet someone who was part of that story 10 years ago they may not even remember it mm-hmm. and all this time it's like i've been carrying this judgment and weight around me and they're not even feeling that on their end mm-hmm. as well so the, the story kind of completes itself once mm-hmm. i make that recognition and so, you can like draw it's almost like uh you could drop that chapter be like that's mm. not actually part of my story anymore yeah yeah the same physical form it actually happens but over time you're actually able to heal you're actually able to forgive you're actually able to move on you know and just and, and live a more purposeful life and that yeah that chapter is uh completed mm-hmm. yeah. and you know for me i've i've shared my stories with my kids so my kids and they mm. love it they love hearing they do love it you know the stories yeah. and and the value of stories too, especially just voicing stories. I because we would do for for a long, 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 long time when they were little. I mean, always we did storytelling, right? Like read a book, mm. book, book time. But then at times I would just make up stories, and <laughs> and my stories had chapters too. Like they ended for the night, and then the next day they began, nice. and <laughs> nice. And they would like ask for those they would be like okay so then now what happens tonight you know <laughs> and they never got that excited about a book where it was like oh can mm. we open that one book but the power of the imagination and the relating right. to like a, a verbal story that's just told to you mm. um there's so much magic to that and yeah. and again like in business we 
a lot of businesses, I don't know any business who really uses stories mm. as a, as a way to relate, you know, and I feel like yeah. that's the missing part because the work that we do has to be relatable right. and you are 100% correct that it is relatable through the stories. Our we, yes. What we're doing is because of personal experience Yes. or else we wouldn't be doing it. You know, so that's such an important part of how, at least for me, I need to start translating that even more and just sharing Mm. even more about uh, opening the the gates a little bit more to my personal life and my private Mm. life, because that's where that's where they they see themselves like, ah. Oof. Yeah, I went through that too. Like I felt just like that too. And I didn't even know you did, you right. know, like there are people right. who were sending me messages going, I had, I would have never imagined. I'm like, of course you didn't mm. because I made sure you didn't, you right. know, like <laughs> right. you did a great job. No, because I, I wouldn't have known, you know, in all honesty that, you know, you went through what you went through. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely had. A whole like, um, you know, the word that came to mind, but I didn't know that I didn't know if anybody, well, I knew, I know people of color were going to relate to this, but I didn't know anybody else who would, Mm. is um, code switching. I was, I I have, I have Excel at code switching before Mm. I just said, I need to just be authentic. Code switching, if you're not sure what that is, is you, you, you change to that person, depending on who you are surrounded by. Ooh, um, and so you show that version of yourself. Right. Um, it's used a lot uh, when people of color are around, for example, uh, mostly white people, like they will mm-hmm, switch. Mm-hmm. They'll speak differently. They'll act differently to belong. It's a form of safety. It's like, I, if I, if I, re- if you relate to me, then I am safer you know, in, in this environment. Gotcha. And so I know for me, that's what, that's what I did. I let in very, very few people into my life and I curated a version of me that, that seemed acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now when living up more authentically feels right. so much easier, you know, like, that's cause when you're say. not sharing your stories, that's exhausting. That's, mm. That's not authentic. And then when you decide, mm. I'm just going to be authentic, like it or not, this is me, then mm. you will reach the people who actually relate to your story. And that's really who I want to speak to is yes. the ones who relate. Beautiful. So, yeah, I really appreciated our last um, mm. our last podcast for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate you spreading the word on it too, because, you know, I've been really just silent about it. <laughs> I mean, I've said maybe a couple of times, um, but you know, it's and because that's really what I'm able to provide in a way, because, you know, if you look at my history, if you, if you were to Google me, you know, I don't have a whole lot of, I, I joined the air force, you know, I haven't gone to school. I did it for a little bit, but I, I just, it didn't feel right to me, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I did, just didn't feel right. So, you know, in the material world, in a sense, I didn't really excel. So that's why my name is not really out there, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel with, with all the, the storytelling that I've been doing in these past couple months, you know, that I've been able to really touch the people that really mean a lot to me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I have my brother who's living with me and uh, he's, he's really just wanting to learn. He actually moved in, you know, last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really take that, you know, and uh, have a lot of value to it because I understand he's in a place of openness and willing, willingness to heal. You know, and I'm just so happy to be able to give that to relationship because he he's actually seen me um, kind of evolved in the past three years. Like he he saw me at my heaviest weight. He saw me when I was struggling just to, you know, uh, just food and, and just my mindset. And I was always just updating him on my progress. And he's seen that for himself. And he's like, whoa, is that something I can do? I'm open to that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started pointing him in the direction of books. I started pointing him just, just, hey, just if you're open and you're willing to receive, you know, you never know what's going to come. And that's just one of just one of many personal relationships that I have where people are just actually curious. It's like, hey, like I see your, your, your presence is, it's, it's, it's different. You're not, you're calm. You're at peace. You're not too high. You're not too low. Like what's, what's, what, what is it about you that, you know, that may be a missing link in my life. And I'm able to communicate to them. Like you, you, you asked a question earlier. It's like, how do we communicate a certain language? And I'm just, I'm just, again, just telling my story, but actually what I find really helpful is to tell their story back to them. That's what I find really helpful as well. It's like, if I'm able to interpret their story in a way that they can actually understand for themselves, they'd be like, whoop, light switch. Like Mm -hmm. that's actually what I'm thinking. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, that's actually what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me mirror that back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just put it back to you. And in, in a way that it's not, you know, there's no judgment in it. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I can say it in a way to them that it just speaks to their soul. And that's what I'm, I'm actually looking at is their soul. I'm not actually looking at the physical body. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm actually speaking to a person, I'm speaking to their soul. Mm. You know, and actually what they went through, what, you know, I, I, there's so many things that come into my mind and, and, and play when I'm actually listening to their story. And then once I pick up on something that's very specific to their heart that I know is true to them, then I point that out. And then they're like, "Ooh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. But isn't that amazing, though? Because I think as people, we do need that. We need somebody to hear. We need to share yes. our stories. We need someone to hear our story. Ooh, and yeah. then we need it like we we want them to validate it for us. Yes. Even if it's just mirroring, like you hear me, mm-hmm. like show me a sign that I am heard, you know, because mm-hmm. that puts our story into life. Yes, absolutely. And it, it goes down to my children as well. You know, my seven-year-old would, you know, he like he's he has a very specific way of communicating that I only know, you know, between our relationship. And when I know that he needs some sort of validation, I spit back his story, but also in a way that with his vocabulary, and I have a certain tone that goes with it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't speak to him like as a parent looking. I'm I'm speaking to him as his a seven-year-old self, you know. Mm-hmm. And that really, that really helps him too. It's like, whoa, dad, like you have, you know, you know, my story and you know me very well, but you establish some sort of rapport in the way you speak to me, you know, so that like when I, when I just say one sentence, he can just spit back so many other things because he knows that, you know, I'm here talking to him. Yeah. And the other thing that keeps running to my mind too, is that when we very, very first talked and at our very, very first episode it was your your story in its simplicity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yet 
in his immense power mm-hmm. of how you, I mean, it's how you were able to transform yes. your entire life mm-hmm. in, in the most simple and powerful way of stillness. And the way you told that, it just felt like mm-hmm. any, anyone can do this. Like this is within your grasp, within your reach. Right. Like you did it, you yeah. know, and you did it on your own. Like you just did it through time and through journaling and exploration mm-hmm. and yeah. silence and stillness and intention. Mm-hmm. And I, I related to it, even though mm-hmm. the way I did it was different. I related to the feeling of that yes. and it still stays with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I still think about it and go, okay, in mm-hmm. the st- Stillness was mm. everything he needed. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It really is in our stories. <laughs> I think you said that day one. Why did it that's take it? me two months to get it? <laughs> oh, man. And that's the lovely thing about stories is when they evolve and when you actually clicks, it's like, whoa, that's pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> and I love that you're able to pick off on it because I would have waited more months just for you to figure that out. Just like, <laughs> No. <laughs> say hello <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right you're like yeah i'm waiting for that day <laughs> no it's 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 such a beautiful thing man it's it really is and especially when someone else is able to figure it out for themselves it brings me so much joy you know at the same time to know that you know what i'm actually speaking and doing actually you know can be relatable you know, so relatable, it, and it's it's really a different way of life as well. It's like when you speak about the stillness. Like during my lunch, I went for a silent walk. You know, I, I had my headphones on to let people know that hey, I'm just still <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I put a very silent. You know, um, I don't know if you know like Reiki, like music. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I put it very low, and just to kind of have a little more. You know, leaves kind of drop, and it's it's falling to fall right now. Um, and just, just having that stillness and just walking around and just, you know, hearing the sounds of the leaves, hearing the sounds of people walking, you know, and just, just taking it all in, you know, without any judgment. Mm -hmm. And as people pass by me, I just, I wish them well, I wish them peace. I wish them love, you know, and overall my lunch walks have been more, you know, more of what I've been trying to live. Yeah. And, you know, those, those carry on into the stories, those carry on into our conversations you know i breathe a lot deeper you know i think a lot deeper i I don't think about surface level ideas anymore i think about how is it that i can help this person in front of me yeah you know how is it that i can give so that i can receive you know so yeah again it's just storytelling it's like how do i express myself to them um in a way that they can understand and sometimes it's not even through words Sometimes it's just holding that space. Sometimes it's just looking at them in the eyes and just knowing that, hey, I'm here with you, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm giving you the strength to, to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can really communicate that without words. And I find that to be an interesting thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be amazing, too, because we're talking about like the stories of our our process and in our lives and then connecting it all the way through. But like, imagine social media where people were raw and authentic in mm. just the stories of where they're at, at that moment. Dude, that, that is another mind shift. Like if right? everyone were to jump on the same page 
and imagine the the amount of giving that everyone it, mm-hmm. it'll literally be a different world like i was gonna say wherever you're at like let's say let's say you know someone hasn't even entered the space of healing guess what wherever you're at right now somebody will benefit from hearing where you're at right now uh, and, and, yeah. and, and see themselves in it and mm. see themselves and go, oh my gosh, I'm in the same place. Yeah. You know, even if you're both in the same place, like I, I have such a love hate with social media, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. love it because it's mm-hmm. entertaining Hate right. it because it's all a lie, you know. Right. <laughs> Love how you call it a lie because that's what it is. It really is, and I really long for a social media that is just raw and authentic, and not raw and authentic for the sake of likes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, follows, mm-hmm. but just because it's just there, you know, mm-hmm. just because. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, you know, a lot of the social, a lot of people don't know, especially when, when you have a business is, you know, the social media platforms ask of businesses what they don't ask of regular people, you know, like mm. post this often, make sure you do this, make sure you do gotcha. that. Make sure you do that. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've had it. I'm just like, no, mm. <laughs> like, mm. I am not going to play into that, you know, mm-hmm. for for what you need algorithms to be. Uh, mm. Because then I'm just feeding the monster. I'm feeding the same monster that mm. I don't always like. And mm. um, and I want I want a social media where people share their stories today. Today, this mm. is where I'm at, you know, and today mm. and, and not the pretty version of that, like the real just raw version of that. Because, oh, my goodness, if we were scrolling through Instagram and seeing Ooh. people for where they're at. Yeah, that would be in itself way more healing than if we were seeing, oh, look, pretty pictures mm. and yeah. a lot of positive words. Yay. Oh, man. Wow. How did you hit the nail on the head on that one? Because I've that... had it with Instagram. And... <laughs> <laughs> were you holding all that stuff in? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you're sure you that <laughs> no and and you speak and you spoke so many truths with that because on this again it's just surface it's just like like when you're able to actually look at the content look at the person speaking and feel what it is that is valid or not you know many of us already know that to be true and that's why we have so many people longing for what you're asking for, which is a big ask because people are still consumed by the idea that what I say to be entertaining is what will make me feel better because mm-hmm. I get validated. It's a false sense of validation. And at the same time, I can maybe monetize this in some way. Mm-hmm. And I'm there just jumping on the bandwagon in a sense. And uh, the storytelling is not authentic. No. So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to point out because... You know, for those who actually are out there making those kind of content, you know, that this this is an op- opportunity for you to pivot, pivot into mm-hmm. a more authentic life, pivot into mm-hmm. something that actually feels good to you because I can see your suffering in the background because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I yeah. taught, uh, I thought, I uh, taught, thought. My kids make fun of me because there are some some (laughs) words I cannot say because English was not my first language. And they're like, "Okay, mommy. So this is one taught. I taught a class Mm -hmm. today on limited beliefs. And after the class, I was chatting with the person that was um, that was still on. And we were chatting and we were talking about social media. 
And I said, I'm turning it upside down. Like I, I, I basically only do Instagram because I've, I was, I had enough of the other ones and I let them go. I was like, you're mm-hmm. done, you're done and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stuck with Instagram and I was enjoying it uh, until I realized, you know what, just the concept of social media in itself bothers me. Like I'm just mm-hmm. not, I'm not a fan of the concept of social media because mm-hmm. it is all just curated and it's not mm-hmm. authentic. Right. Um, and so I told her today, I'm like, I'm turning it upside down. Like I'm going to do it the way I want to do it Beautiful. and, and not the way that Instagram is asking me to do it, which is just to portray that, you know, on and on, you know, just, I could go on and on about what they ask you in terms of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm turning it upside down. And I'm like, again, back to what we were talking before we were recording, which was the voices that are meant to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. will, will be called to hear it. They will yes. be the ones to hear it. And yes. the other people who are like, no, I want the, you know, I want the pretty creative version. We'll go somewhere else and get that. Yeah. But who I want to relate to are those raw and authentics. I want mm-hmm. the raw and authentic people. And I want us to talk, you know, yes. <laughs> and doing that, for example, this week where I was just like, here's, here's who I am. It really taught me of of the importance of just staying in that authentic path and just mm-hmm. saying, I don't need to meet any expectation. I just need to meet what feels good and aligned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and, and, and that will be relatable to someone else. And that's also part of a story. It's like, I'm yeah. not part of your story, Instagram. Like mm-hmm. I'm part of my story and it's going to look different than what you're, you're trying to do, but I'm sending it to the people that are meant to hear it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I mean, that's really like putting your faith out there as well, because that's what I'm, I'm trying to curate as well. It's like, even the way I, I post stuff on Facebook, it's not uh, every day. I think the last post I had was like, you know, a couple of weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. but the way I want to do it, right. Is I want to be able to just post content that feels good to me as well. I will mm-hmm. like what I like. I will, you know, share what I share and that feels good to me. And I'm going to post stuff that is relatable to people and that will help people, you know, and if you ever come to my Facebook page, that is the intention behind that Facebook page. I haven't posted anything on Instagram yet because that's the same intention that I carry over. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, as we spoke in the previous podcast, I I basically unfollow everybody that I add. Um, I unfollow them until there's an inspiration for me to check on them and maybe potentially I, I reach out to them. You know, so that's how I'm curating my, myself in, in that way. So that way, the stories that I tell them and the stories that they tell me is, is definitely more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm just on there less. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it just helps me in a way too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so as we conclude this chat, I, I'm thinking about a challenge. I would love... Mm-hmm. For anyone that does have social media and is and is seeing it for what it is, but also just like, you know what? Yeah, the truth is in our story and, yes. and stories. And the more people share the stories, 
the more we have connection in the in the collective, you know, the more yes. we have a greater chances of all of us healing is mm. by sharing our stories wherever we are, whether it's way in the beginning state or whether you're in like girl state, mm-hmm. but just sharing of your story. Yeah. And I'll take this challenge on myself. And the challenge mm-hmm. is that at least once this week, you post a story of, of yourself, just a story of yourself, something that you let the rest of the world know that you haven't before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you do, you know, just let us know. You can send uh, a, a DM or send an email and let us know, see how that felt like. I know mm-hmm. for me, when I did it, it was scary, but I don't shy away from what's scary because I have learned already okay. <laughs> that if I go through it, if I know that's the right thing to do and I go through it, despite the scariness, it yeah. is good. Like it yes. ends up being good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's share more of our stories. And, yes. and that would be the challenge that I, you know, ask anyone who's listening is, we know, we know that in stories is how we relate. Mm. We know that in their stories, your stories, whoever is listening, your story is how others relate to. Mm. Uh, whoever you are, whatever your story is, there's power in that. Yes. And so the challenge this week is share it to somebody this week. If it's on social media, great. Cause I would love to see a bunch of raw, <laughs> honest stories on social Ooh, media. Hey, but, he's asking but for it, guys. He's asking for those stories. Right. But if it's not that yet, <laughs> yeah. if you're like, Ooh, yeah. no, share yeah. with somebody else. Um, yeah. Share your story. Cause we all heal through stories. Yeah. And I'll, I would like to add too, if, if it, uh, if it help you, uh, the way it helped me is uh, just write it out, write it out on a piece of paper mm. and just take a look at it. It's like you ask yourself the question. It's like, what is my story? Let me let me ask myself, honestly, what is my story? And you can go back two years, eight years, 10 years, however your mind is uh, perceiving it to be. Write it on paper. And then if you you know answer those questions for yourself openly and honestly, you take a look at your story. It's like, whoa, that's my story. Do I actually believe it? And if, if, you know, if, if it doesn't resonate, I mean, you throw it out to somebody, share it to somebody, maybe they can spit it back to you in a different way that you didn't even realize, mm-hmm. you know, constantly extending out that help, constantly extending yourself out there so that people may see, see you for who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I'd love to, um, to talk about the fact that we also can create our stories. Ooh, and and that this, yeah. mm-hmm, and that the stories, if we don't like something from our story, we can actually because our reality is just a perception yes. of of how we perceived it. Um, and so if we if we're like, I don't like that part, mm-hmm. I will recreate it and yep. Yep. perceive yep. it differently and add yep. it to my story. Oh, that's been Beautiful. like the most powerful thing ever. Beautiful. Let's do that. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it for sure. Yes. Awesome. Good. Hello, you're listening to the Parenting Alchemy podcast, where we help parents just like you to raise good human beings in confidence and ease using connection-based parenting and self-healing techniques. 